Hey guys, welcome back to Finding Truth, episode 14. Uh, we have a short episode for you this week. Just want to recap some stuff going on in the news and the showing Defining Truth just hosted at a local movie theater of Sound of Freedom, which was the incredibly groundbreaking and impactful film about child sex trafficking. And we're going to talk a little bit about the reception that has had culturally. Brandon, do you have anything to add before we start? No, very moving, uh, very moving movie, and uh, yeah. I'm excited to talk about it. We hosted it uh, with our friend who's been on the podcast, Assemblyman Bill Asaley, who's uh, the Assemblyman for the area that we were in, and uh, it was a great event. We had about, uh, I think, 75 people there, I counted, so yeah, pretty good turnout for something that we threw together in a week. So why this is culturally impactful or relevant to today, uh, there's a lot of reasons. But um, after the showing yesterday, uh, we showed the movie, and then we took some question and answer time at the end. And a couple things that came up that I wanted to touch on today. One was, what is the connection between the culture war issues and the political realm, right? Oftentimes, Today, we hear, especially on the GOP side and the Republican side, which I adamantly disagree with this approach, they want to dismiss culture war issues as not relevant to the more you know serious aspects. And they want to talk about the economy and and um, you know uh, legal advancements. But but the truth is, and this is what we firmly believe, the culture war is inexorable from politics. They're one and the same. And, uh, in fact, recently we had Paul Ryan and, uh, you know, if you don't know who they are, that's a politician and we'll just leave it at that. Somebody who you probably shouldn't vote for anymore after this statement, Paul Ryan went on national television last month and basically told people that the culture war didn't matter. And, and let me clarify what I mean by the culture war, right? These are issues like the transgender hysteria that's occurring in our country, issues over marriage, issues about abortion, pro-life. Those are considered culture war issues. So what you have is politicians today who want to dismiss those issues as irrelevant to the grander infrastructure of the United States. This could not be further from the truth. And uh, we're going to get into that specifically as it relates to human trafficking and why that's related. But I mean, Brandon, do you do you you know agree disagree with that? Uh, you know the 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 culture war connection to politics. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, politics is our culture, and culture is our politics. A lot of times we see, uh, especially in churches, that <clears throat> you know pastors don't want to talk about politics. Well, well, politics is just life. It's the struggle of uh, people competing for power. So absolutely, um, it's not politics in the sense that they're talking about it, which is uh, you know Republican versus Democrats. A lot of times we're talking about right versus wrong, and uh, clearly there's a lot of things in this movie that are wrong. And um, the left is is okay with that. Um, yeah, I don't well, know how to like, put that. The movie was pretty upsetting, so it's hard hard to talk about and put into words. But um, right, and to this point, I want to I want to highlight the fact that the movie was upsetting, and the world would want you to believe that this is culture war issues, and it doesn't have a place in politics, and this is a a catastrophic failure of ideology on behalf of the mainstream Republicans. Um, 
Well, and not to mention too the left the left's uh, problem with this film, uh, which they tried to hide for five years. Disney held on to it. Was that like the things that are happening in this movie just aren't happening in real life? Yeah, let's let's definitely uh, point that out again. If if you're not aware, the this film was made years ago, four or five years ago, and it was repeatedly blocked from publication by the likes of Disney and other major uh, studios and corporations. And I think that's the first point we want to highlight is why would the Democrats want to block something like a film about human trafficking? That's the first big question, right? And if you find yourself either in the middle or more to the left politically, I want you to ask yourself, why am I on the side of a group of people who want to block a film exposing child trafficking? And, and, and I'm going to go into it in a second on why that has to do with the culture war. That's true. So, and, and you made a point with churches as well. And we, we talked about this on the last episode. Uh, and you can go back and listen to it if you want. But in short, um, I want to reiterate that the left is constantly accusing conservatives of trying to, quote, legislate morality, right? When in reality, that's just semantics, because in the end, someone's morality is always being legislated. Every law that we have, every initiative, whether ideological or political, is advanced by a group of people's beliefs. And that's exactly what politics is. It's groups struggling for power, right? And the left, which tries to remain a... um, a religious, I guess you would say, and they they want to say, well, we're not religious, we're just political. It's like, well, they're that, the most religious. By absolutely, the way. that is your religion, your 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 set of beliefs and your worldview, which you're pressing on everyone else. So when someone says, well, you know, should we really regulate morality? You know, should we legislate it? Should we push our worldviews? What does government have to do with things like marriage? Well, the question is, well, I could say that right back to the leftists and say, well, what are you doing? Are the Democrats not legislating their worldview, their perspective, their beliefs? That is their religion. They are in the secular humanist deification of government. They are religious zealots, and they adamantly pursue their religious beliefs, which is the belief that government is God and there is no deity higher than the self. They worship the self. In fact, we have a book coming out, Defining Truth, uh, which uh, if you'd like to hear more about, please go to our website, definingtruth.org. You can read an excerpt from it. We also need your support and help in getting this book printed. Uh, we're sort of launching a campaign now to get the book printed, both in paper form, ebook, and audiobook. But we need help raising the funds to do it. So if you feel inclined to help send us into this culture war, please consider doing that and make a small donation. I, I want to mention too, uh, just real quick as we as we begin to talk about this more, uh, for listeners who don't know, uh, there was a bill that was going through uh, the, the state senate here in California, SB fourteen. Uh, this is why this movie is so timely. Uh, the bill yeah, was seriously. going. The bill was going to uh, make people who who traffic children uh, or the the act of tra- human trafficking a serious felony, which it shocks me that it's not already, but. Every single Democrat uh, voted to not pass that bill. Every single one. Which, which makes no sense to me. And, and I want to bring up, it, it's, a, it's a Bible quote that we've, we've talked about before, and they mentioned in the movie, Matthew 18.6, uh, that says, uh, but whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck 
uh, and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. So, mm. Josiah, talk about uh, what that means in, in relevance to this movie. Yeah, I mean, theologically, we understand that those in positions of leadership are held to a higher standard, right? And, and that specifically, the verse you quoted is talking about leading God's children astray. But I think there's a duality there in that not only are church leaders held accountable, but also God has a special place in his heart for the children. And we know that scripturally Jesus allowed the children to come to him. The disciples at one point tried to stop kids from coming to Jesus when he was talking, and he brought them forward. And look, there is a special place reserved for those who hurt and harm small kids. And I think it's really important to highlight that this, this movie, Sound of Freedom, is about trafficking little children. And by and large, wholesale, the entirety of the group of people that it's considered the left tried to block this film from being made. And since it's been released, they have not ceased in talking trash and condemning and putting it down. That should be a huge warning to anyone and everyone, when a group of people is mad about a film that highlights child trafficking. And, and let's just be clear, if you haven't seen the movie, it's based on, a, on the true story of a HSI Homeland Security Investigator Special Agent Tim Ballard and a particular part of his life where he went uh, sort of off on his own. He resigned from HSI and went to pursue the rescue of these children. And then, of course, started a nonprofit. And you, I encourage you to go online and look up Tim Ballard and read more about what he's doing now. But the, we heard all kinds of detractors, right? MSNBC, CNN, uh, the list goes on and on. And left-wing, you know, liberal media talking so much trash about this movie, saying that it was QAnon and conspiratorial. Okay, we watched the movie yesterday. It literally has nothing in it having anything to do with a conspiracy. It's just a story about an investigation to rescue children. That's it. That's it. It didn't blame anybody in the government. No. Uh, nothing like that. It, it, the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that human trafficking is $150 billion, billion with a B, uh, dollar a year industry. Uh, mostly... Uh, entertained or uh, encouraged by uh, people here in the United States. Eventually, these children make it up in the United States, and and that's when they're being serviced mostly to Americans. And uh, I th I think it's just another way that the left uh, wants to control and and take our children. Uh, we see it in schools with uh, you know the the hiding transitions and the use of pronouns, and and this is just a, a another part of their larger narrative. They they want to take your children um, and make them like the left. Well, and we're going to go into that. That's exactly the culture war connection, right? So, so we see this movie. It's about child trafficking and how much it's uh, increased. I, I believe in the movie they said there's a five thousand percent increase just in the last few years. This is horrendous heart-wrenching information when you watch this film. Now, to, to bring it close to home, uh, for those listening, you know, I, I was a special agent. I worked both local law enforcement and federal. And I personally worked cases. I was never on the human trafficking task force, which did that, you know, 24-7, which is what Tim Ballard did, I assume. I don't know him personally. But I did work cases involving human trafficking. And I worked one 
just recently before deciding to run for Congress, right here in uh, Southern California, where young girls were coming off shipping containers at the Port of San Pedro. And this was considered sort of a normal, like, yep, that's another trafficking case. It's, it's, it's so much, they don't even know what to do. Now, in the film, they highlight the port of entry at San Isidro as uh, you know, a big crossing point. And um, we know this data in and out because during our campaign, we talked extensively about border security and all the fentanyl and human trafficking that occurs at the port of San, San, uh, San Isidro. Now, the port of entry there at San Isidro, again, I know you've probably heard it before, but largest land border crossing on planet Earth, period, uh, of any country, any border, any land border in any country in the world, more people cross through the port of entry at San Isidro, right here from Mexico into San Diego, than any other place on Earth. Uh, the, the, now, you may be wondering, well, what does that have to do with child trafficking? Well, everything, because again, now we're going we're gonna to delve into border security, right? So every time the left uh, tells you that if you talk about border security, you must be a racist, right? That's their go-to nonsense garbage claim. If you talk about the border, then you must be a racist. You're, 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 you're not, um, you have no empathy for people. It's like, oh, here's, here's what, here's the group that has no empathy for people. You keeping an open border and facilitating the trafficking of young children into the sex slave because you don't know how to put up a wall or control the safety and security of the southern border or any other border for that matter. That's not having empathy. Well, and it's important to note too that the the individual that was taking uh, this specific child who the who the movie focused on uh, attempting to take him across the border was an American citizen. Of course. So it's not about uh, people who are coming up and, and trying to find a better life and, and go through the process the right way and, and get a job. You're talking about, uh, in this case, Colombian nationals facilitating with Americans uh, bringing young children across the border. It's, it's, it's well, and, and the U.S. government is essentially the middleman, right? Because we're now facilitating the transport. We're telling these human traffickers, hey, uh, the border's open. Go ahead and come on up here by the millions. Come on through. We are facilitating their sex slave trafficking because the Democrats are so emotional and unintelligent that they can't understand why securing a border would be important to stopping organized crime. Things uh, that they're deeply involved with, like human trafficking of minors, amongst others. And, and the transport of deadly drugs like fentanyl, which is now the number one killer of young Americans in the country. And they convolute these issues because all Democrats do is play with emotions. This is very dangerous. And I would say uh, from the perspective of a Christian, it's important to note that the Bible has long established that emotions are deceptive. The Bible says the heart of man is desperately wicked. We are not, as believers and intelligent, mature individuals, to rely on feelings to view the world. We don't do that. You have to view the world through the lens of reality and absolute truth, which is the baseline for how we interpret and discern right from wrong. You see, the world, and by and large the leftists, have abandoned the concept of absolute truth. They have abandoned reality, and they've delved into these strange waters where nothing is certain and there is no definition of right or wrong. Now, here's where the culture war comes in. Let's be clear. Yesterday, somebody said, well, what, you know, what does this have to do with... Um, you know, things like the transgender movement. Well, let's, let's, let, me, let me break it down for you here, right? We used to, in this culture, believe that right was right 
and wrong was wrong. And by and large in Western civilization, that concept was based on a Christian Judaic perspective. In other words, right and wrong was defined as understood in the Christian Bible. Now, what we've arrived at now is this secular humanist sort of utopia that says truth is relative. And there is no baseline. There is no absolute. It's whatever you, what's good for you is good for you. And what's right for me is right for me. There's no definition whatsoever. This is the Eastern approach to relativism. And here's the problem with that is if you give up the definition of truth and right and wrong, then on what premise do you accuse anyone of doing anything wrong? Mainly things like pedophilia. So what we saw, and the film does a good job here, is that the child sex trafficking is driven by pedophilia, right? And to be clear, that is adults who are obsessed or infatuated with sexual relations with minors and small children, right? These are adults who seek to have sexual relations with uh, babies in some cases, one, two years old. Yeah, and the main character of the movie was like five or six, so, so if you've given up the definition of right and wrong, what right do you have to tell a pedophile that they're wrong for wanting to have sex with your daughter, with your four-year-old son? Well, they don't. And the hard reality is that because they've given up that hold, that grasp on absolute truth, they no longer have a justification for opposing evil. And so what we see is cases, as in the teacher, I believe in Texas it was, who told the class, or told her students, oh, no, 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 don't, don't call pedophiles pedophiles. That's, that's mean. That's derogatory. They're, they're maps, minor attracted persons. That's a movement now that has caught on amongst our leftist friends. They have uh, books authored on this subject. See, they're justifying it. That is a, theirs is a slippery slope. When they've given up absolute truth, they no longer have any defense for righteousness. And what I mean by that is just right and wrong. And so they devolve into the darkness of evil and chaos. And it's happening before your eyes. You'd have to be absolutely blind to not see the correlation between the 5,000% increase in child sex trafficking and the proliferation of transgender strip shows for elementary school kids that the left is hardcore pushing. Right now, we, we, we talk, you watch this film and you're just astounded at how disgusting and evil it is as these little kids are sold for sex amongst these evil adults. But then you're failing to correlate, or I should say the mainstream Republicans fail to correlate, how you have a school district like the Temecula Valley School District who is opposing the inclusion of Harvey Milk in in, in their curriculum that portrayed him as a hero. This is a guy who had sexual relations with a minor, with a 15-year-old boy who had sex with him repeatedly. Until eventually, after multiple attempts, he took his own life. A tragic story of a man driven by sexual gratification. See, the cult of leftism is one that deifies the self, as I said. And once you deify self and you've decided, there's no God, I am God, then there's nothing and no one that can stop you from getting what you want, which is self-pleasure. This is the culture that we live in now. And, and, and there is a direct correlation between these quote-unquote culture war issues like the transgender hysteria, like the over-sexualization of our kids, apps like Snapchat, which market tons of sexual content mainly to children. And they designed an app that makes content disappear after you use it or take a picture or send a video. You tell me that that's not purposeful. And then you wonder why there's a 5,000% increase in child sex trafficking. 
See, and for the for the pastors out there, or for the Christians who want to say, well, you know, I just want to preach the Bible and stay out of politics. Let me let me tell you something. These issues are not political. They are moral issues. They are issues of righteousness. They are issues of right and wrong. And woe to you, right, if you stand idly by why great evil is occurred in your present. Because by you allowing it to do to happen and not doing anything to stop it, you too are guilty. That's a biblical yeah, you're almost just concept. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, I, and, and you did right by reading that, that verse out of Matthew that says it's better than a millstone. If, if, you know, maybe you don't know, but a millstone back in the day, right, they would grind grain down in, uh, you know, to, to make flour, to make bread. And a millstone was this giant stone usually turned by you know, a pack animal like a mule or a bull or something. And the stone would grind the grain down into a powder usable for cooking. The millstone is like, I don't know. I could just guess. Probably weighs a ton. I don't know. Yeah. So when the when 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 the Bible says, "Look, it's better that you had this enormous millstone tied around your neck and you be thrown into the ocean than you hurt one of these little kids." Well, and when Tim Ballard's character quoted that Bible verse uh, to to the pedophile, he looked at him and he said, "You know, wh- what does that mean?" And it's like, "Well, you're about to find out something much worse." Well, it, it is worse because not only do we have the pedophiles doing this, but now the left, the Democrats have fully adopted this disgustingly evil ideology and they themselves are propagating it. Point in case, Harvey Milk, the pedophile who had sexual relations with a 15-year-old boy repeatedly until he killed himself, is promulgated by none other than the governor of California. I was going to say, it begs the question, why why does the governor of California care about a school district's uh, curriculum and, and who they decide. It, it's not like we're talking about taking away Martin Luther King or Abraham Lincoln. Like, nobody knows who Harvey Milk is. I, I'm 27 years old. I, nobody I, cares. I didn't know who Harvey Milk was. The only reason he's famous is because he, got happened, he happened to get killed over a land deal. It had nothing to do with his LGBTQ plus XY no. LMNOP, uh, you know, lifestyle he got killed over a land deal that's the only reason he's famous and it's not worth touching on in a history class i mean what's what's really sad is the failure on the part of mainstream conservatives to acknowledge the value of the culture war right like while while guys like paul ryan are idiotically dismissing the culture war as irrelevant the culture war in fact is the main avenue by which the left wins the war politically speaking in this country well yeah it took us a non-profit to, to buy out a movie theater uh, so people could see this movie to encourage people to come out. Why, why is the California Republican Party not buying out every movie theater in every city and getting people to come out and watch movies like this? There's other movies too, right? There's- oh, they're too busy. They're, you know, it doesn't matter, right? We can't legislate morality. That's what they go on and on and on about. Meanwhile, the left legislates their morality on a daily basis, and we continually lose. Look, if you don't jump on the bandwagon of, of the culture war, you're dead. You're completely useless. Well, you're going to get left behind. Absolutely. Well, and this is my advice to the constituents and the American citizens out there. Pay attention to who you're voting for. If the person you're voting for is not on the right side of the culture war, they're not on the right side of history. These are the people that would have lined up to imprison and eventually murder Jews in Nazi Germany because they thought the culture war didn't matter, right? Before they realize that it's, that it's important and it's too late, you need to not vote for these people. You need people. Paul Ryan... Done. His career should be done. The fact that he openly on national television said that the culture war didn't matter is is 
it's so obtuse and blind. I, I can't even describe to you how bad that is. I mean, th- look, these issues, whether it's the trans hysteria issue, pro-life and abortion issues, the, the m- marriage between a man and a woman and the core family, those are vital key infrastructure pillars that hold up what we call the United States of America. And you want to know the proof of that? Look no further than what the left is spending all their time on, right? It should be a clue for for these rhinos like Paul Ryan. It should be a big clue when the left spends day in and day out attacking a particular topic. Maybe you should stop and think, hmm, I wonder why they think that's so important. Well, I'll clue you in. A long time ago, Marxists figured out that the United States and other Western civilization nations were premised on Christian Judaic values. Some of those key tenets were the core family, sexuality, uh, the perspective on uh, social roles and gender. These are key elements that create strong capitalist free market countries. And when you allow the enemy to slowly deteriorate those aspects You are going to lose. Look, we've said this before, but it's worth repeating. Do you really think Hillary Clinton cares about every nine-year-old out there that's being manipulated in school to cut their breast off? Absolutely. At nine years old, Hillary Clinton and Gavin Newsom and these other left-wing Marxists, they don't care. What they know is that by manipulating identity groups and keeping people divided, they gain more and more power. As we've said before, the founding fathers foresaw this in in their in Franklin's statement, for example, when he said, "Dependence breeds subservience." You, you, our enemies know that our strength lies in our homogenous unity, in our adherence to truths that we hold to be self-evident. Right? Joe Biden can't even say self-evident. This this is this is a war for the very existence of our nation and and it's rooted in the culture war. Anybody who doesn't see that needs to step aside because they're wasting your time. Don't give them a dime. Don't send a single penny to a Republican candidate or the party that is not pushing forward true conservative values because it's the only thing that matters. You know, we've heard over and over again these consultants right They'll tell candidates, well, you know, we don't want you to talk about abortion because, you know, there's this unspoken, invisible middle ground that's all of a sudden going to switch it up and they're going to vote, you know, Republican if you don't if you don't say anything about abortion. It's not a winning issue, they say. That's a lie. It's a total lie. What what what's really true is the data that they can't see. And that's the millions of people that aren't even showing up to vote anymore that are probably sitting around in their room waiting for a real leader. They're waiting for somebody to stand up and lead the way based on truth and what's right. That's what America needs. And we've reached this sort of untenable part where leftists and Democrats are pro-child molestation. They're pro-child mutilation. They're pro-sex trafficking by way of other issues that they support, whether it's directly or indirectly. And let's point out a pattern here. This week in the news, I heard, right? This MSNBC reporter who led this groundbreaking Pulitzer Prize winning story on how Pizzagate and and that whole story about government uh, pedophiles was um, was a conspiracy. He just got arrested for child pornography. Yeah. Hello. Ding, 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 ding. ding, Are you kidding me? Do we do we not see a pattern here? That guy gets arrested for child pornography after he tries to convince everyone that the alleged child pornography rings were a conspiracy. Right. That's well, almost it like it just goes to show how arrogant the left is. I think we, it was. Oh, last my gosh. Week that yeah. We talked about it. It's like 
Joe Biden with the China thing. There, if you're committing a crime, would it not be better to just keep your mouth shut? Instead, they're saying, no, look at Donald Trump and everything that he's doing and trying to shift the narrative. It's like, guys, you don't think anybody's going to look into you? The dirt's going to come out. They do the same thing with um, with um, what's the other story? There's you know similar pattern. The the main FBI you know head agent leading the investigation in Donald Trump for collusion with Russia gets arrested for what? For spying for Russia? Yeah, Dude, <laughs> you can't make this up. That's insane. So look, the left makes a living out of lying to people, right? They they repeat, which is. Well, yeah, that's the basis of Marxism. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's you, you tell a lie long enough and big enough and everybody believes it. I, I'm just blown away that people still adhere to their nonsense, right? We, we go online, I read comments online, you know, we'll put clips out of our show and you still have, you still have these hardcore leftists on there going, there's no proof for what you're saying. There's no such thing as transgender strip shows, even though you can turn on any news channel, left or right. It happened here in Temecula. story after story after story about it, right. You know what it really is? Is willful ignorance. These are the people that Joseph Stalin talked about when he said America was full of useful idiots who actually promulgated and supported the Soviet ideology, but not knowing that they were doing so because they were supporting Democrats. Or look at the comments that were made by that Russian arms dealer that we traded for the lesbian basketball player. You know, he said that... Uh, basically, Russia is able to do what they're able to do because America's weak. You know, they're 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 not focused on America was not what it was used to be. I can't remember what he said verbatim, but uh, he had some really powerful comments about how Russian intelligence is able to manipulate Americans because because they're becoming so uh, weak minded. Uh, I mean, that's only the beginning of it. You know, we could talk about Russian intel, but more importantly, we could talk about the Chinese intelligence efforts and the CCP's. Um, massive efforts to contribute to the decline. Not only do they recognize exactly what we're saying, but China actually invests in the decline, the moral decay of the United States through uh, through uh, things like TikTok, right, which is owned and controlled by the Chinese Communist Party, and they run algorithms which specifically oversexualize American kids. They don't run it for Chinese kids. Only for children in America and Western countries, they well, have Chinese posts. kids aren't allowed to be on the internet. <laughs> but ask yourself, yeah, why would they do that, right? For my leftist friend out there who's doubting this, you you answer this. The burden's on you. Why would China run algorithms on TikTok specifically over sexualizing children, but they wouldn't do it in their own country? Well, why would a, they do that? It's the same reason why. On the flip side, the same reason why America goes across the world to try to spread capitalism and freedom, because that's what we believe. That's what we believe in. China believes in, in this Marxist society, and the, and the way to achieve that, yeah. or one of the ways to achieve yeah. that, is to destroy the core family. Well, they're not even altruistic about it. What it really is is about defeating who their perceived enemy, right? right. In order for China to rise, we US do it with, with freedom and capitalism, yeah. and they do it with over-sexualization. And, if America is weakened, if we no longer have strong families, if we no longer have sane, mentally capable individuals to lead organizations and bureaucracies within the United States government, then we will fall within ourselves, as Rome did. China knows that. Russia knows that. In fact, an increasing number of countries around the world are now turning away from their alliance with the U.S., and they're going to China and Russia because they're viewed as stronger. Now, I'm not saying it's too late to reverse that. But we have to deal with the illness, the sickness, the mind virus in our own country that is leftism. Because if we don't deal with it now, it'll, it'll poison all of us, and America is done. 
on the grand scale of history. We will not be relevant anymore. We've offered our children to the gods of secular leftism. We, we, we've sacrificed all of the tenets that we held true, the Christian Judaic beliefs that made us who we are on the altar of self-worship. That's really what the left's all about. It's like anytime anybody comes to you and says, hey, maybe you shouldn't do this because it's bad for you and it's bad for society. Their immediate response is, you're a bigot. Don't you dare tell me that I can't do something I want to do. And that's their appeal, right? They come to people and they say, hey, doesn't this feel good? You should just do it, man. Anybody who tells you you shouldn't, they're a bigot. Don't worry about them. That's the godless existence that the Democrats have embraced. It's insane. And, and, and all the more reason why mainstream conservatives need to wake up or get off the pot. If you don't understand what's going on in America and you don't grasp the importance and the value of the culture war, you have no place in American politics because you're basically working for the enemy. It's a disgrace. So the movie, just to wrap it up with this, is phenomenal. I highly encourage you to go see it. Sound of Freedom, true story of Tim Ballard, what he did and what he continues to do. Uh, I thought it was interesting at the very end of the film, they show real footage, evidence real of the raid that they did down there in uh, Columbia, I believe. Well, um, I mean, what a, just a, just a comment on, on his character. I mean, this guy left his government job. He was what, 10 years away from vesting or uh, 10 months away from vesting his pension, uh, left his wife and five or six children that he had, to go and pursue this mission. I mean, that's, that's what everybody should. should it's an amazing story. And, and just on the fact alone that the entirety of the leftist anti-American machine wants you to not see it, that alone should make you want to go watch it. Absolutely. Everybody, both sides of the aisle. Anytime some giant organization is trying to tell you, like, we don't want you to see this. Don't go see it, right? You should ask yourself, what is this exposing and why do they not want me to see it? And, and I challenge any of you, go see the movie and then ask yourself, why in the world would an organization like Disney hold on to this for four or five years and refuse to publish it? Why? What a reason? You come up with your own thought. I'll leave you with that challenge. It's absolutely outrageous. And in, in wake of all this, as you mentioned, let's, let's just you know, bring this home. California Democrats, as Brandon said earlier when we started this episode, unanimously decided to stop SB 14 from going through, which would have made child sex trafficking a serious felony. And again, if you don't know, California has a three-strike law. Not all felonies are considered serious, right? You could break into someone's house and get a, it may be a felony, but it can be pled down. You know, it's not considered a serious felony. It's not considered a strike. So you could get away with that actually for a long time. In fact, I personally worked a home burglary, residential burglary case that involved over 20 houses, and we finally got this person to get a, um, a serious uh, felony, and, it was, and they were convicted on, on a strike, right? And it was number two for them. But it was like 20 houses down before that happened. So right now, to put it into perspective, child sex trafficking is not considered a serious felony, which means you can get arrested for doing it over and over and over again. In fact, that happens at the border all the time. And because we have no control whatsoever, it's pure chaos. There's no order at our southern border. You have child sex traffickers that are repeatedly arrested and let go over and over and over again. In fact, congressional hearings this week, uh, people have been questioned about this. I encourage you to stay plugged in and go listen to those yourself. I actually saw it firsthand of 
in 2018, I did a tour of the border and we went to the facility in El Centro and there was two women that were being held. I'll, I'll keep it short, but two women were being held uh, for bringing an unaccompanied minor across the border, a minor that they weren't related to. And I asked the border patrol agent, I, you know, they're sitting in the, their cell and I said, uh, you know, where do they go from here? Basically, I, you know, do they go to some other facility, et cetera? Cause I didn't know. And he looked at me and he goes, no, we're probably going to let them out in about six hours. He goes, it takes three times for them to get caught before we actually do something with them. And let me tell you, that doesn't have to be that way. No, absolutely not. And, and nope. it's not like that's the policy that he wanted, right? He, yeah. he joined the Border Patrol to protect this country and this border. Uh, but he was forced because of bureaucracy and politics to allow these women uh, to, you know, to go ahead and do it two more times before there was any consequence. And it's it, unbelievable. And we wonder why this is such a big issue. It's, it's, it, as is the case with most leftist perspectives or ideologies, they, they never really follow them through to practical application, right? They never follow it through to realism. Like with the trans issue, right? They want to say it's all emotions and feelings. They're like, well, my six-year-old wants to be a boy even though she was born a little girl. So let's cut her breast off and mutilate her genitals. And then they stop there. They don't follow through with the years of, of permanent suffering and drugs and medication and mental illness this person will suffer because they sexually abused a nine-year-old when they didn't have the wherewithal to understand right from wrong. They never follow through. The border's the same issue, to your point. They, they want to say, we just have open borders. There's no bad guys in the world. They never follow through to what that actually means. When you call everybody a bigot that wants to secure the southern border, what you're really saying is you're a bigot because you want to stop human trafficking. You're a bigot because you want to stop the flow of dangerous drugs like fentanyl. These are idiotic and infantile perspectives that, let's be clear, maybe the mass public that the Democrats have convinced are, are, are the ignorant side, right? But people like Gavin Newsom, they're not ignorant. He knows better. And that makes it even worse because it's not ignorance, it's evil. He knows exactly what his policies are doing. They are destructive both to the state of California and the United States. And he wants to export that communist garbage to the entire country uh, when he announces that he's going to run for president, I'm sure, someday soon. Those people are the ones that we need to hold accountable for what they're doing because they're not ignorant. They're not useful idiots. They are the puppet masters. They know exactly what their policies are doing. You think it's a coincidence that, that Democrats have been in control of major metro Metropolitan areas in, in major left-wing cities for the last like 50 years. Have they gotten better? Yes or no? Yes or no? No. Emphatically no. Well, the Transients, Bible talks about that too. They're destroying our country and every state that they control. Destroying them. And every year they double down and say, well, in order to make it better, you got to vote for us. Because the reason, you know, our, our policies aren't working is because of the Republicans. That's all they do. And you're right. The Bible does talk about it. Go ahead. Well, and I was just going to say in the Bible there, you know, the, the apostles uh, weren't going out into the rural areas necessarily. They were, they were coming into the highly populated uh, back then metropolitan areas. Absolutely. Uh, because that's where the, the black markets of the day were. That's where the prostitution was, the uh, tax collectors, whoever. Yeah. Um, and, and we see that today. Yeah, we uh, talked about that the other day, about how metropolitan centers were always the focus. There's, there's biblical premise, there's scriptural backing to assert that big cities always lead to big problems, right? Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't the farms or the rural areas. It's essentially, to, break, to, to perhaps oversimplify it, whenever you see the mass gathering of people, they justify each other's behavior. Yeah, look at L.A. 
right? Compared to uh, maybe the San Fernando Valley or Central California, where there's you know farmers that really the only thing that they care about is is water. If you if you drive up and down the five, going through Central California, it's like it's like Newsom, give us our water, you know, water this, water that, yeah. and then you go to to L.A. and um, you know you go down to Skid Row, which we went to uh, you know the day before Thanksgiving last year, and just the amount of human suffering. And it's not for a lack of money. There's plenty of money being pumped into those programs. But it's one of those issues where somebody's making money off of this issue, and that's never going to go away until you stop that process. Well, you make a really good point, and this is where the Christian Judaic perspective comes in, especially as believers, as Christians, we know that no amount of money or physical circumstance that you throw at a problem is going to fix it because the crux of the matter, the real heart of the issue is not their physical circumstance. It's the condition of their heart. It's what they believe. Yeah, You don't have the mom and dad that are down on their luck living in Skid Row. No. It's the drug addict who's getting drugs from where? The dealer that's getting it from where? The cartels because of the open borders. Look, ask like, any cop anywhere, right? I worked patrol out here on the streets of Southern California for many years. I've taken many a person to jail for drug use or burglary or all of your property crimes you could imagine. I can't tell you how many times and how many places I've pulled a guy aside and said, look, dude, we'll get you into a program. We have free food, free clothing, free recovery program. They don't and, want it. And over and over again, I was told when I was a police officer or a deputy sheriff, I was told, I don't want it. I want to stay right where I'm at because yeah. California facilitates this lifestyle by There's saying, no rules. if people want to arrest you, they must be racist. So go ahead and keep using your dope. In fact, in San Francisco, we'll give you the needle. We'll give you the drugs. They facilitate the destruction of society. Why? Because in destruction and chaos, Democrats gain power. That's the name of the game for the left, and it's never changed. Man, all right. Well, our short episode has turned into 40-plus uh, minutes. but You got me heated. What a great conversation. That was. It, that it's was so good. true. I encourage you, go watch Sound of Freedom. Um, yeah, you have to, and, and take your friends, too, and your family. Absolutely. Uh, and listen, maybe I'd be, not your kids, I'd be remiss uh, before we end. I do want to pitch. We're, we're, we're launching a campaign to raise the funds to print this book. Um, the book is self-titled Defining Truth. It is, in my perspective, a weapon that we want to equip warriors in the culture war to have. It's very good biblical answers to cultural issues going on. We need to raise the funds to print these books, both in paper copy, ebook, audiobook. We just talked with a publisher today, but as in with uh, any mission-oriented thing that you're trying to do, we need the logistical support. There are some people who send and some people that go. Right now, at Defining Truth, we're sending. We're saying, here am I, send me, I'll go. We need your support in getting that done. So if you find it uh, possible at all, go to definingtruth.org or go to our Instagram page and you can hit the donate. If you can spare the monthly, that helps operating big time. If you could send five bucks, 10 bucks, whatever it is, we need about uh, $50,000 to do the entire book operation. I know that sounds like a lot, but in the grand scheme of the amount of people out there in the world, uh, if everybody gave like five bucks, we'd have it covered right away. And just so you know, not a single dime that comes into Defining Truth goes to a salary. We're all volunteers. 100% of it goes to advancing the cause of Christian Judaic values in the United States. 100% of that money. So if you find yourself uh, led to do so, please support us. We'd love to get you a copy, an early copy, which will be letting go pretty soon, of Defining Truth. 
and which we're going to follow up with um, hopefully a book tour and speaking engagements. We really look forward to seeing you guys out there. So, Brandon, any last thoughts? Till next time. Till next time, guys. Speak truth. Thanks for listening.